Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you want to see my savior face to face. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. Games in progress. I'm Jeff Nathanson. Men's college basketball, the tournament moving on to more action today. A whole bunch of games, one in progress right now. 42 seconds to go in the first half. Louisville leading Michigan by a score of 34 to 28. Cardinal leading by six right now, although this game has been nip and tuck throughout. Right now, with 42 seconds to go in the half, it is the Cardinal by six. Other games coming up of interest. Wichita State will battle Kentucky shortly. Kentucky, the number two seed in that region. Wichita State may be a little underseeded at number 10. They will be battling at 2.40 Eastern time, 11.40 on the West Coast. Some other big games tonight from the Pac-12. USC will take on the three-seed Baylor. In that one, Andy Enfield's USC Trojans team had to play their way into the tournament. Then they beat SMU in the first round, and after that game, Enfield said they're ready to prove they're even better against Baylor. We knew SMU was one of the best teams in the nation. We played them in November. We also think we're, we have a very good basketball team. We just set the school record for wins at 26. I thought our players showed tonight. It doesn't matter who we play. We're going to get down, and then we're going to come back. And hopefully we pull it out. But uh, the, these three here and the rest of our team, very, very proud of them and excited for uh, Sunday's game against Baylor. Some of the other big games coming up later on. North Carolina faces Arkansas tonight. Number three, Oregon faces Rhode Island. And number one, Kansas will take on Michigan State. That one tips at 5-15. And the NBA is in action right now. One game in progress right now in Brooklyn. The Nets and the Mavericks, they're in the second quarter right now. Dallas is leading comfortably by a score of 49-35. to Now they just scored a three-pointer. So Mavericks 52, Nets 35. Second quarter in Brooklyn. This is NBC Sports Radio. Did you know that more than 100,000 people a day are downloading game apps? 
mobile apps have become a normal part of everyday lives. Now there's a new exciting sports app that lets you play along with your favorite professional sports team in real time. With this fantastic app, you can predict the next play and even outguess your favorite team members. The more predictions you get correct, the more points you receive. Points can be exchanged for cool prizes, like your favorite jerseys, hats, airline tickets, sports tickets, even a new car. You can play this amazing sports app by yourself, with your friends, or even with a large group of fans from all over the world. This incredible sports app is called FireFan, and it's available right now. Check it out. Sign up today at www.freefirefanapp.com. This is KCAA. Hi, this is Steve Allenart from Rancho Financial with the Mortgage Minute. With property values increasing, this might be the perfect time to do a loan checkup to see if it makes sense to refinance. Do you have an equity line? If your equity line is getting close to 10 years old, your payment is about to fully amortize. Coupled with the certainty that the feds will soon increase short-term rates, there might be a substantial jump in payment on your line of credit. If we combine your current loan, equity line, and possibly even some of your credit debt, there could be a substantial reduction in what you have to pay each month. Do you have VA eligibility? VA will allow 100% cash out financing. This may be a perfect time to use your eligibility. We can go 85% cash out with FHA or 80% with a standard conventional loan. There are many possible options that could make a huge difference in your monthly payments. That's why you need a loan financial planner to provide you with all of your possible options. Give me a call, Steve Allidort, at 888-563-1070. That's 888-563-1070, or go to loanfinancialplanner.com. Are you still trying to spray away your embarrassing bathroom odors? Now you can vent them away through your toilet as they occur with the MG Toilet Odor Venting System by Manderley Gate. (coughs) There are no filters, sprays, or batteries to ever buy or replace. Let MG equip your toilet and never worry about embarrassing bathroom odors again. Go to MGEquip.com or call 1-800-542-9616. Again, MGEquip.com or call 1-800-542-9616. Manderley. MGEquip.com or call 1-800-542-9616. What a great gift idea. K-C-A-A. Empire Talks back. I am Wallace Allen. Despite my little malfunction of uniform here. Of course, you can't tell unless you're looking at us. And if you're not looking at us, you can if you simply go to www.kcaaradio.com. We are here to solve the problems of the world. And we brought with us this morning one of the uh, super ingredient people that is going to change the world. I want to introduce you to. Okay. You got to do that for me, Joe. Thank you. I want to introduce you to a young lady who is an exact replica of her mother. 
And I know that because her mother worked for us and grew up around us uh, years ago, and her mother's a wonderful lady, Chrissy Harper, married to uh, a wonderful young man that I watched grow up. Uh, excellent family, excellent family. He's got three beautiful daughters, and uh, they're going to drive him crazy, which he'll deserve because he's a handsome young man and probably drove a few more women crazy than he was supposed to before he <laughs> was brought into the family to marry this wonderful Chrissy. Oh, Wallace. I, I got to talk about it like that because this is, the, you know, when people sometimes say, did chickens come home to roost? Mm. They're talking about, well, you know, something bad happened to you because some, so something's good is happening to me as a result of, of, of just being here. I was lucky enough to grow up around some wonderful people and uh, have them be involved in our family and to see them create a wonderful family. Not just a beautiful family, but a family of contributors, people that are going to change the world. We've got here a young lady, Kiana. Say hello. Kiaja. Kiaja. That's not what I said? Okay, well, we'll play, it. we'll play it back and get to that and correct that. But Kiaja is a 16-year-old uh, A student uh, attending San Gregorio High School here in the city of San Bernardino. And... Well, just we're going to let you tell us about yourself. Tell tell us about some of the things you're doing in school. Um, well, like you said, I'm Kiaje Harper. I'm 16. I attend San Gregorio High School. I'm a junior, and I'm a cheerleader on the varsity team. I'm part of the Calculus Club. Calculus Club. Yes, BSU, and the Alive Club. Excellent. Now, uh, Calculus Club, does that mean you actually know calculus, or they got? is that some kind of dance team or something like that? <laughs> No, calculus is where you can get help for your math class. Okay. Yeah. Calculus is a, a uh, is is yes. math. Yes. yes. I I passed by that <laughs> when I was in high school and college. I, I didn't know for sure what they were doing in that room, but I'm glad to know that uh, that you're there working on it. So, what do you want to do with all of this education that you're getting and pursuing? You do intend to keep on going to college, or are you going to use that funeral plot that your family has for you if you don't go? Um, well, I do want to go to college, yes, okay. and I want be want a um, pediatrician. I want to become a pediatrician. Okay, so why do you want to do that? Um, children have always stuck with me. I've always had a passion for children themselves, just to be able to impart in their lives as they grow up. I love your vocabulary. Have you uh, done anything to prove that? Have you are you available for babysitting, or do you uh, do children uh, enhancement programs? Uh, how do we uh, take advantage of your your affection for younger children? Um, babysitting is is very 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 effective. Everybody, I babysit everybody's <laughs> children. <laughs> Do you do that on a volunteer basis, or are we are we turning this into a, an income generating circumstance? Oh, it was it was voluntary. Okay, but yeah. but but you've got enough experience now to charge, and yes. and, and and you know okay. Mm -hmm. So as we look at this business thing, I understand that you have created a nonprofit organization for yourself. Yes, sir. And normally we I say f for yourself, but. It's to serve. Tell us about your nonprofit organization. Well, our nonprofit. Well, my nonprofit is to. It's like a youth. Uh, sorry about that. A youth leadership program. We want to build up youth and to help them believe in themselves to know that anything is possible that they put their mind to. That's a great goal. Uh, I think you have a theme. I'm not. Can't remember it. What is the theme? Uh, we're. We're all 
Born to be leaders. Oh, um, yes. Why try to fit in if you were born to stand out? Ooh, I like that. Say it yeah. again. Why fit in if you were born to stand out? Wonderful, wonderful. So with your nonprofit, uh, what's it designed to do? It's, it's designed to help the young people. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to affect that? I, I see that you have a an event planned soon. What is, tell yes. us about that event. The event is going to be on May 13th um, at the Loma Linda Ronald McDonald House. And that will be held to bring the community together and also to accept donations for the Ronald McDonald House. Why the Ronald McDonald House? Well, it's, well, my main idea was to help the families that are there, also because of the children that are being helped or, you know, that are staying in the hospital because mm-hmm. of some things that are going on. Right, to various yeah. the diseases yeah. or, or mm-hmm. health issues that they may have. Yeah. Uh, that's wonderful. How much money are you trying to raise? What, uh, what do we have to do to participate for you? A thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. Ms. you want to write her a check for that? Or? Well, you know, I don't know if I can write her a check for that, but I don't mind writing a check to, um, you know, to contribute. But I think the most important thing um, that we're looking at with Kiaja is, you know, it's, it's, it's more than just the Ronda McDonald and her company. They're yes. partnering together. So um, when I talked to her earlier, we were talking about them raising money and them giving back to the community. So they're giving back to community in the form of haircuts. Can you tell them? Oh, tell us yes. about that person. Yeah. So mm-hmm. after the um, the event on the May th- on May thirteenth, there will be a two day. Um, it will be a two day event. So then on the sixteenth. May, yeah, that's May 16th. It will be where you can go for a donation. The kids can go from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. to get a service at any participating salons. Okay, so let's be specific. So the kids have to go and donate anything? They can donate anything. Yes, it doesn't have to just be money, but it could be anything for the house. Oh, for for the the house. Yes. So anything that can be used for the house mm-hmm. and then uh, someone else can go get uh, the donation or would that child be able to go that get That child. A, that child would be able to go to any participating yes. salons in the Inland Empire? Yes. Oh, okay. So, so that, you'll give them uh, some type of receipt? Yes, they will for have their, a receipt. And uh, in terms of the participating salons, maybe that's something that uh, – can you give us an idea who some of those folks are or maybe at – as we get closer, you can let us know who those people are, and we can do a shout-out for them and give them another incentive for being involved. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Now, she did tell me uh, some really good news. She's on track to raise 1,000 total. Yes, ma'am. Now, tell them what you told me in the green room of how much you've already raised, and uh, she already got a huge donation. Go ahead and let them know. Okay, so um, last night I spoke at a... At Marcus Hart Foundation comedy show, annual fundraiser. With how many people? With over 400 people. Excellent. And they presented me with a $500 donation for Kids Count 2. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. That's that's very good. Now, who was the comedy show? Marcus Hart Foundation. Oh, okay. And they had over 400 people there. Yes. That's amazing. That's good. I know. So I'm like, where was I? Because, you right. know, I like to I laugh I could have laughed stuff. last night. I mean, I could have used a laugh. <laughs> I could have, too. I can't think of anything bad that happened that would have made me need a laugh, but I could always use a laugh. UCLA won, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I said, I'm, you, not, I'm okay. 
But but let me say this, Wallace, because I know you asked her why did she want to become a pediatrician. Yes. And seeing with me being a science teacher and you know and 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 in the science. And thank fields, you for your service. Well, thank you for for saying that. You know, he always giving a little shout out. Now, but but what I want to point out, because when we ask kids why they want to do this, she's shortchanging herself when she says, I like kids. Because, see, everybody that likes kids cannot be a pediatrician. Okay. You have to have a love for the science. And so, you know, and that says a lot. If she's in a calculus club, and I'm quite sure you're doing fabulous in science, what science do you like? Um, Biology. I do like biology. You see, and this is very important to hear because especially with an African-American youth in the STEM area, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and we need mm -hmm. more, you know, African-American females in the STEM, this is huge. So it's not just to say that you like kids. It's because you enjoy what you are learning and what you're going to be putting out because it takes science. I mean, it takes biology. It takes physics. It takes chemistry. And people don't know those classes you have to have as a prerequisite to even go to medical school. This is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen. We're speaking this morning with Kiaji Harper, a genius and one of our leaders of the future. Or She's not on your ballot yet, but you could write her in. That would be an excellent thing to do. She's doing a fundraiser to help the Ronald McDonald House. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back and let her finish up and tell us a bit more about what you can do to glorify yourself so you can be seen standing next to this marvelous young lady as she leads us into the future. We'll be right back. I got the rockin' pneumonia, I need a shot of rhythm and blues. I caught the rolling off the writer sitting down at a rhythm review. I never planned on losing my job, but losing my family's health insurance was an even tougher pill to swallow. So I looked into Cobra, but too pricey. Then I found out about special enrollment through Covered California, where I was able to choose from good health insurance companies I've actually heard of. I even got help paying for it. I had no idea someone was there for me, but Covered California really had my back. To see if you qualify or to find one of our local experts, visit CoveredCA.com. Covered California, it's more than just health care, it's life care. Publish your legal notice in West Side Story newspaper. For the best service and the best rates, call 909-384-8131. Publishing legal notices in the city and county of San Bernardino since 1990. West Side Story provides friendly expert service. Call 909-384-8131 to benefit from budget-friendly rates. Whether a fictitious business name, a name change, a divorce summons, or any other legal or public notice, call West Side Story newspaper, 909-384-8131. 909-384-8131. That's 909-384-8131. KCAA, where every day is a great day. This is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen. Hey, we're enjoying Chuck Berry again today. It won't be the final time we enjoy him, but it's to memorialize and remind us all that he passed yesterday and that uh, in passing, all of the rock and roll people who've got good sense acknowledge he was the original rock and roller. And uh, he was not just original rock and roller, he was original uh, a rebel in the rock and roll because he told Beethoven to roll over. 
And why did he say Beethoven roll over? He said Beethoven roll over because I've got uh, rhythm in my heart and soul is what rhythm in my heart and anyway he let it be known that soul was coming <laughs> in the music business and he kicked it off in the rock and roll and we want to thank him for everything he's done we want to thank all the people who acknowledge his greatness by covering his music and playing like him like the rolling stones and the beatles and these guys who acknowledge the greatness of uh chuck berry i'll tell you I didn't care that much about it when it came out because I thought it was a little rockabilly. But, you know, the point is that he was much bigger than me, you, and most of the folks in the world. And we appreciate him for that. And uh, that's good news. Now, our our young lady here, Kiaja, probably doesn't have any idea about Chuck Berry or anything well, else. She might. Uh, she might. But who is your favorite music? What kind of music do you listen to? Um, I I just love music in general. I really don't have a favorite, but uh, gospel music is always, always, oh, always. Oh, Chrissy, you guys have always. done it. Listen at you. Okay, okay. Yeah. Very good. Let it go, Wallace. I'm going to let, let it go. go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is there anything that we've missed at this point? Now, people will want to contribute. First of all, we want to correct something. We're not raising $1,000. We are attempting to raise at least 10000 yes. And we've raised 500 And when you think of 500 and and 1000 you think you're halfway there. We're not halfway there. Nope. We are quite a ways away. So uh, tell people how they can make the donation, how they can put and participate in your event. But how can they make a donation if they want to do that now? Okay, if you want to make a donation now, you can go to our website, Kids Count 2. And that is spelled K-I-D-Z-K-O-U-N-T-T-O-O dot org. Very good. Now, I'd like to do something a little unusual. I'd like to ask your mother and father and sister Jade to come stand behind us so everybody in the camera can see what a beautiful family you have and understand why I'm so enthused and that uh, we've got good support for you. So you guys come on in, stand behind us, and say hello to the rest of the world out here. Mm. See what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay, folks, this is, this is, uh, the camera doesn't show all of you there. You guys may want to stoop down so the people in there can see you. This yeah. is, uh, this is the Harper family. We're all in support of them because they're supporting our community to the highest level possible. They've committed themselves and their children to excellence, and they are doing an excellent job, and they're inviting you to join them. Join them specifically now by making a donation to the website for Kiana's project with the Ronald McDonald House, or you can join them on May 13th at the event for uh, the Ronald McDonald House. So once again, tell them how to reach reach out and touch you. KidsCount2.org, K-I-D-Z-K-O-U-N-T. T-O-O.org. Very good. And Joe, we're going to ask for an unannounced break at this point so you could pull us off. And we are going to, once again, thank you for your appearance. Thank you for your setup. And we're going to invite you to do some of the work your mother used to do with the paper and all that <laughs> stuff, too. Thank you so much. All right, folks, stick around because we're going to come back and bring to you some answers about the uh, unemployment, uh, the the funding the hospitalization the health issues of our 12 two people the folks that were injured in the um, terror shooting on december 2nd two years ago uh, they're having issues about their health they're having issues about uh, workman's comp and that whole world so we've got two excellent attorneys that will be coming in to talk to us after after the break but meanwhile we're going to be able to fill you in on some excellent uh 
pre-information, so we're going to take this short break. We'll be back in just one minute. Thank you. Good afternoon, folks. The, uh, Good morning. And uh, okay. they're being denied medical benefits. Okay, we've got, uh, we've got, uh, we didn't want to have Saul on the line yet, but we are glad that Saul is there. This is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen. Uh, to my right is Mr. Bob Fredericks, the gentleman who was on our program a couple of weeks ago advocating for the victims of the 12 2 terrorist shooting here in the city of San Bernardino two years ago. Uh, and I say advocating uh, for. The fact that uh, they are having, they, the some of the victims are having issues with workman's comp, uh, attempting to get the health issues con- covered. Um, the whole concept of it's being a, a workman's comp uh, issue is, I think, probably the problem. And there are many folks who initially, when the shooting took place, the county appeared to be taking care of all of the issues, all of the needs, all of the hospitalization, all of the medical needs that the people were concerned with. But uh, that seemed to, Bob, do what? Well, um, once the people had been, let's say, stabilized, uh, you know, their their wounds were uh, treated, they were uh, discharged from the hospital. Those were obviously obvious uh, needs. Once they were uh, discharged, then the uh, process of um, utilization review was um, hold, holding up and um, you know denying services to people or delaying it. And why do we assume that they were doing that? Let's introduce uh, your attorney friend on the on the phone. We were going to wait till after the half hour, but let's go on and introduce Saul. Hi, Saul. How are you? Saul is is a uh, attorney of. Um, yeah, Saul is... Is the defense attorney? No, no, no. No, Saul is an um, employer defense attorney in, in, in yeah. workers' comp, yes. uh, representing employers. Yes. And and in that case, what we'd be talking about is he'd be representing the county's side on this issue like this. Information-wise, normally that's what he'd be doing. For us today, he's going to simply be talking about the reasoning and rationale that that defense of the employer 
generally uses in, in order to uh, determine whether they're going to accept billings and things of that sort. Does is, is that make sense, Saul? Am I in the right track there? Uh, yes, yes, and thank you for having me on the show. No, thank you for making yourself available. Uh, and, and I understand I am not being charged $400 an hour, right? Is there, we got that straight, right? Uh, just a joke, just a joke. I do that now and then. Listen, I, I appreciate that you're here. I, I, most people don't understand exactly why, uh, in this case of a, of a terrorist shooting, why these people would have any problem or issue at all about any health uh, concerns and that we as taxpayers would be happily taking care of that. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. The center of the controversy is around uh, what's known as utilization review. And this is actually a major change of the law that was created back in 2012. I actually, I also work as a legislative consultant and, and I've worked with a number of employers and insurance companies to get this enacted. And what utilization review says is, um, Evidence-based medicine has to be used in order to support any type of medical care that an injured worker gets. This whole concept is a very important concept um, that was very much needed in the workers' compensation system. Um, and, but the problem that's going to rise here is its application to the victims of the terrorist attacks. And what I'm referring to as evidence-based medicine is an approach that is designed for regular uh, run-of-the-mill cases. And when you're dealing with uh, such unique circumstances that the uh, victims in this case were confronted with medically, it doesn't fit. Let me give you a perfect example. I have another client that has a, in a case I've been defending for four years now, uh, a ventilator-dependent quadriplegic, one of the worst injuries you could ever imagine. And he is, we're now four years post-injury, and this client has been taking a very proactive approach saying, wait, UR doesn't really apply to a catastrophic injury like this, and I would say that in the past four years they've done utilization review on this case five times, despite the fact there probably were you know, hundreds, at least thousands of, of medical de de determinations they had to be made over the life of this case. Would, would, that's where, would that's I be, where this case has gone wrong. Saul, would I be mistaken if I were to substitute uh, another word for utilization review uh, and say, I don't believe you prove it? Is is that the attitude? Is that what utilization well, review means? Yes. And and this is not unique to workers' compensation. It makes, it makes sense you to me. You see evidence-based medicine in group health all the time. Well, yeah, evidence-based, you know, and all of that sounds you know, a little tricky, but we're saying prove it. You know, you said you're sick, I need some doctor to prove it. Or in but, your case, maybe you want a series of doctors to prove it. I'm, I'm not sure, but... Am I off base when I say that that's a well? Yeah, pretty you, good, prove uh, it is, is a correct is a correct term, okay. uh, and yeah, that, uh, that that that's a correct term. Sure. Okay, good, good, good. We've been with lucky landslots. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Joined on the phone by uh, by attorney Keith Moore. And uh, he is a person that tends to represent the... Well, I, I, I don't want to look like I'm on one side or other. So if I say the victim, you know, the, 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 in this case, the county could say, well, no, we're well, going to be victimized I by that, some I, doctors yeah. who may be overzealous in their, uh, in, in their I think the, uh, utilization uh, review. Yeah, I think the, uh, uh, the word is uh, <clears throat> he's a, a claimant um, attorney. Uh, for the workers' comp uh, individual who has a claim, um, and in this case, it, it is the um, of the twelve two survivors. Very good, thank you. Uh, based on that, uh, a little ex- Bob, if you give a little background on both of these gentlemen, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Um, I, I think we we've are in an excellent position of representing uh, some kind of clarification on this issue, based on the fact that we've got two really uh, smart men who are uh, experts in the field of uh, of uh, workers comp. Workers comp, and uh, one tends to represent one side, and one tends to represent the other, and I think that gives us an opportunity because we're not specifically dealing with the the the. Uh, neither one of them has an actual dog in this fight, but I think we'll be able to get some clarification as to why the fight is taking place and what is, uh, what is it that we can really expect in the future. Uh, this concept of utilization review probably makes sense if you're concerned about and been a victim of watching people get paid for injuries that are suspicious and, and not really real. Uh, but on the other hand, then you have people who, like your client, who, who's, who's needing a ventilator, uh, where the, the pain and suffering and, and the injury is obvious, uh, we would say, well, what, what, what are we making people wait for as we move toward getting their treatment? Uh, is that a pretty good or accurate view of, of what goes on there? Uh, you're asking that of me? Well, yes, either one, anyone. Well, first, yeah, I represent yeah. injured workers, and in this situation, anyone who's injured on the job will have what's called an industrial injury, which falls under the category based on exclusive remedy, meaning you can only go after the workers' compensation benefits. And I do represent one of the victims in the San Bernardino shooting. Good, okay. As far as utilization review is concerned, what Sal is talking about is a system that went in place where if, in fact, the insurance company sets up a medical provider network, they have the power to pick which doctors that an injured worker could treat with. So you lose your right to pick any doctor you have to treat for the most part, within the medical provider network. 
once that doctor who they have chosen for you basically and put in the network, once that doctor makes a recommendation for treatment, that should be as much evidence-based medicine as you need. It's your doctor insurance company who's picking, um, is providing the medical care. Okay. And now that evidence-based medicine recommendation goes to utilization review. It goes to an adjuster at an insurance company or a county representative who now has the power to authorize that treatment and simply say, hey, our doctor has a patient-physician uh, relationship, did the examination, and says that person has post-traumatic stress disorder, that person needs opioids, that person, I'm monitoring the medication because I don't want to be sued for malpractice, and now the adjuster can authorize that. But what's happening too many times is it's going through this utilization review process where an adjuster sends the medical report, two reports, not all of the medical records, out to a doctor in Wyoming, Tennessee, Texas, who just sits at a computer, reviews a few pages of the records and says, non-certified, doesn't need it, or I don't have enough records to make a recommendation for it. And that's the problem. People are not getting the medical treatment so they can return to work and get back on their feet. Now, with this type of process, and we fought to have it, or we fought to, was it just put in place, or was it, uh, is it something you're trying to get out of place as I speak to you, Bob? Well, I'd love to see it get taken out of place. Okay. Or a recommendation from me would be, if you treat within our medical provider network that we established, we pick the doctors, you choose a doctor out of 10 or 20 doctors, and that doctor's our doctor that we put in place. You get that medical treatment through that doctor. You should not be required now to go through utilization review. So that's the most simple process right there. So we're dealing there, we're describing a situation where an employer has secured insurance for their workers, and they are now trying, that workers had an, an incident and is trying to get covered for that. The employer is not the one who's making these decisions normally. That's the insurance company. So what happens when we have a a self-insured circumstance? Does that look any different, well, smell this, any different? Or is all, um, self-insured and insured really doesn't, there's no distinction there. Okay. Um, the, self, uh, the County of San Bernardino has what's known as a third-party administrator, and the claims adjusters that work for the third-party administrator have the same obligations, and it's the same process as it claims examiners or adjusters at insurance companies. But to respond to Keith's point, um, I, I still believe that utilization review and, and medical provider networks are appropriate uh, are appropriate tools for your run-of-the-mill claims. What I'd like to see, you know, from the way I've seen the the problems in San Bernardino play out, I'd like to see some sort of methodology put in place to help these 50 or so people that were the victims of the terrorist attacks. What do we see, Saul, from your position as the problem that is exactly in a way you'd like to see it uh, Solid. Well, the, the, pro the problem is is that this utilization review process 
um, has happened uh, in regard to these you know the, these victims and um, and medical care has not been certified and I believe that because the problems that they present are unique, we can perhaps create uh, a remedy to help these 50 people out. And the remedy that I've been toying around with in my mind and, and is to create what's known as a alternative dispute resolution system. And, and this is actually something that's allowed for by statute. And, you know, all the all these people that were injured in the uh, in the attacks. They're all members of unions, and if their unions asked for a uh, ADR, and I'll try not to use too many acronyms, um, the uh, ADR, and, and then the county indicates that they're interested in ADR. We could create a special type of program just for these people, and per, and I would hope be able to avoid. The the problems that have occurred in these you know in these victims getting medical care. Um, what happens in an alternative dispute resolution program is you could create your own rules, literally a clean slate. I mean, there's only one prohibition: you can't reduce benefits, and that's not the issue here. We could you know so we could create a system that you know either could. A limit or eliminate utilization review in its entirety, or allow the county to uh, to override utilization review uh, when you know when when it occur uh, when a non certification of medical care occurs. So it's you know that's the idea that in in hand chats I've had with Bob leading up to this my participation this morning. That's one of the the concepts that I had to maybe reach a resolution of this problem. Keith, how does that sound to you? It sounds like it's a great idea. I have no problem with the alternative dispute resolution program that Sal's presenting. I think it would make a lot of sense, could save a, a lot of time and a lot of money. Utilization review process is costing a ton of money because they're paying for these doctors to review their own doctors. They want a second bite at the apple in order to reduce benefits to the injured worker and get people back to work. So I think Sal's correct in the alternative dispute resolution in this particular instance. Gentlemen, let me uh, offer a scenario. Uh, One of the victims worked for the county, and the spouse worked for another agency or situation, but was covered by, uh, say, uh, Kaiser. The uh, benefits... The the victim would then have access to uh, some benefits through his spouse's <coughs> medical. Is that is that conceivable? Is that correct? And no, not not really. Um, well, the the answer is yes. But anytime you go to a doctor um, that's not in worker associated with your workers' comp claim, mm-hmm. the first question you're going to get asked is, "Do you have a work injury?" And as soon as you answer yes to that question, then they're going to take a hands-off approach. Okay, if I'm paying for the insurance and you tell me you're going to take a hands-off approach, whose hands do I put on you to get you to change your mind? Because it seems to me that we're kind of wallowing around in a room that we agree is a pigsty and and it's going to get us all nasty, but there's... But we all agree to stay in that room. Can we bring another level of suit? Is there another uh, situation that has standing in here? Can we get an insurance company to argue with the 
uh, insurance company? Uh, cannot. Cannot. No. no, because what happens is exactly what Sal said. You go to Kaiser and you use your private insurance, which would be fantastic um, if they're going to provide the care, but they're going to ask you those questions. How did this occur? It was work-related. Once those words are said, work-related, it then becomes exclusive to workers' comp, and Kaiser doesn't want to provide medical treatment because that will cut into their profits, and so it goes right back to the work comp insurance carrier or self-insured. Okay, so let's, 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 stop. Let's, stop. let's stop there, and let's go now and look at our legislators who uh, have the ultimate power of creating a, a vision and making it become real through the law. What kind of law, let me ask you this, would it make sense if the law were not there and the attitude weren't, weren't there for to to let these insurance companies cross-ventilate and argue over these circumstances? I'm paying Kaiser. Kaiser's there to protect me, and if they don't, I want a lawyer that's going to uh, you know push them up against the wall. And if they're effective pushing them up against the wall, then I want Kaiser to stand up and say, okay, I'm going to take care of your bill, which we, you know, we can see is real, but I'm not just going to carry it myself. I'm going to go and beat these guys up at the workers' comp to get them to share in this deal. Now, well, now that's actually a basic provision of any group health insurance policy, or for that matter, a private medical health insurance policy, is that there are exclusions that if you have a worker's comp injury, they're not responsible. So there's no legislative solution for this. This is basic coverage. Uh, This is the basic language in a policy of insurance. It's got to be a business solution, a solution that's going to keep everybody's money uh, in the area that they plan for it. If, if it's an insurance company, there's a gamble that they're taking that you're going to, you know, be healthy enough that I'll get enough premiums to be able to handle a, 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 a payment now and then, and, and they're probably selling that opportunity off too. Uh, well, but I, as, I really would like to stay focused on these 50 or so people. Um, the whether If we chose to pursue the avenue that you're suggesting, and, and I don't agree that, I don't believe that there's a legislative solution to that, but even if okay. there was, mm-hmm. that would take years to go into. And effect. it'd be too late for these guys. That's a, and I'm, yeah. and I'm I'm definitely agreeing with you in that. Yeah, we're probably off base if we're talking about a solution for the 50 people as opposed to a solution that will cover this type of thing in the future if it ever occurs. Uh, but yes, you're right. Uh, let's take a very short break. When we come back. We're going to let you guys finish up about your concerns here and see if we can find some level of solution for the 55 or 50 or so people that we are really concerned about here in the state, in the county of San Bernardino. I want to appreciate you for, I do appreciate you for being here. Guys, stick around. We'll be back right after this short break. Thank you. full of big moments. Getting married, having kids, moving into a new home. These are the kind of moments that change everything. And they might have you making changes to things you don't always think about, like your health coverage. Covered California wants you to know that when you have a big life change, you may be able to enroll in health coverage or adjust your current plan. The enrollment window is limited, so to see if you qualify or to find one of our local experts, visit CoveredCA.com today. Covered California. It's more than just health care. 
It's life care. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Publish your legal notice in West Side Story newspaper. For the best service and the best rates, call 909-384-8131. Publishing legal notices in the city and county of San Bernardino since 1990. West Side Story provides friendly expert service. Call 909-384-8131 to benefit from budget-friendly rates. Whether a fictitious business name, a name change, a divorce summons, or any other legal or public notice, call West Side Story newspaper, 909-384-8131. 909-384-8131. That's 909-384-8131. This is KCAA. That's when I heard that highway sound. Cadillac setting like a torn of lead. 110 and a half a mile ahead. Okay, we're back. This is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen. We're discussing the uh, workman comp situation, health issues of the survivors of the 1222 shooting, uh, the terrorist shooting here in the city of San Bernardino. Issue being that uh, workman's comp is a very complicated circumstance, and that is the coverage that our victims are under. Uh, we have uh, Tammy uh, Martin has a question, uh, gentlemen, uh, to our attorneys. Tammy? Well, my question is, I mean, we're dealing with, you know, um, well, I would hope that with the county we have humanitarians there that are willing to sit at the table. Can't we just renegotiate the contracts or extend the contracts and just let it be done? Like, I don't understand why they know that there's a problem and we could do a major adjustment with just adjusting the contracts. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah, it does, uh, and that's actually what we're suggesting in regard to what I was suggesting in regard to an alternative dispute resolution program, because essentially what that does is it creates an amendment to the collective bargaining agreement that's in force uh, currently between the county and, uh, and the unions. So step one would be for the unions to say, and this is required by law, hey, we, we're interested in, in ADR, and then for the county uh, to say, yeah, we're interested in t- too, and then uh, go into a room and figure out what we want to do for these 50 people. And that could be pretty simple, um, because we really only want to address one issue here, and that's this issue of utilization review. And we could, you know, get an ombudsman involved mm-hmm. who would be a neutral party that, 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 you know, the injured workers can go to whenever they have a dispute. We can get a nurse advocate involved that, um, 
that can you know, you know assist the injured workers in getting their medical care and and then what happens in this system is instead of waiting in line forever at uh-huh. the administrative court that that uh, Keith and I have to go to the Workers' Compensation Appeals Board. If there ever is a dispute, you can get to what's known as mediation or arbitration within weeks, as opposed to the many, many months that it, that has to occur if you are in the state's process. So that's why I'm really kind of high on this concept of alternative dispute resolution. And the county is, uh, I understand, concerned that whatever they do needs to be done specifically for this group as and not leaving uh, this decision open to future circumstances. Uh, can you explain that a little bit to us? Well, yeah, and that's why I would like to do, a, you know, my idea is to do alternative dispute resolution just for these 50 victims. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, what does it look like in terms of that being uh, an actualization? Is, uh, is there resistance to that? Are we uh, moving in that direction, uh, specifically with the unions? They have, like you said, the union actually needs to be the first one to make a request for that type of uh, meeting or change. Well, I think unions, this is Keith, I think that the unions would probably go for this. I mean, the iron workers have it. A lot of the unions love this system. I happen to have an incredible case, unfortunately, with my client the quadriplegic he fell from a building it has worked tremendously um for both sides and every time there's a dispute that occurs with regard to any medical treatment for him the alternative dispute resolution it works we simply contact the omnibusman and uh he gets us right you know he's almost like a mediator himself and gets involved and sets up a mediation for it, and then an arbitration. The only thing that I would say for Sal's program, which I agree with from representing injured workers, is that if we're going to have this program for these 50 or so injured workers from the terrorist attack, that we put in place something that says within seven days Hmm. we'll have a mediation on the issue because the last thing you want is someone who needs painkillers um, from a shattered pelvis from a bullet who can't get Norco or can't get medication that is vital to their daily survival. And so it's got to be a provision in that where you file for the mediation, you'll have it within seven days. This way, if the county doesn't agree to the medication, that the person will have an independent mediator who makes that decision. I think that's the best call. Sal, what do you think about that? I'm in total agreement, and that would be, and I think those are doable uh, things that, you know, that once we, once this process, once we got into the room and started working on putting, cobbling this together, mm-hmm. those are entirely doable issues. Bob has a question. <clears throat> yeah, I, I have a question. Uh, there is an alternative that when I was talking with the uh, Department of Industrial Relations that, that they uh, forwarded, which was a mem- memorandum of uh, understanding. And um, <clears throat> as I understand that, uh, that may not, um, you know, it might keep a utilization review in place. Um, uh, sense that uh, the current nurse, um, you know, practitioner, uh, you know, meets uh, these needs that are being said that um, going to DIR would uh, complicate what's uh, already uh, progressing and in place. Um, guys, can you, you know, share with me your thoughts? 
Sure. The uh, Memorandum of Understanding concept that the Department of Industrial Relations is proposing, I think, it, you know, it, it, what they're suggesting doing is, is not something that would apply to these 50 people. It would be something that would apply across the board. Um, and it would exempt um, many types of procedures from um, utilization review in its entirety. Um, it's a big conversation and, as opposed and to... And conceptually, it, well, an interesting idea. I don't think it's going to help the 50 victims because uh, there are exceptions to this um, memorandum of understanding idea, and that is that, uh, in particular, psych treatment and medications such as the one that Keith mentioned, Norco, actually would still require utilization review, so we would end up right where we started. Let me ask so, you this, gentlemen. Uh, we've only got a few minutes left. If there was something that our voters could do, uh, to uh, f- to influence the board of supervisors, uh, what would that be? What would you want them to do? What would make sense uh, as as a movement to help push uh, the solution that both of you tend to agree about to push something like that on top of the table and a, a little bit closer to a decision? What could the voters do? You know, you know, these days, anyone can be a victim of terror. And that's a sad state that we live in. And we need to make sure that each individual, each individual who is a victim can get medical treatment. And so a voter needs to either protest, write to the supervisors, to that board, and let them know these are human beings and they have rights. Just because this happened while they were at work doesn't mean that they are less of a person. This utilization review process, they're hiding behind in order to deny treatment and to say that people are becoming heroin addicts. I don't know any of the victims that has become a heroin addict as a result of being shot. Post-traumatic stress is tremendous. It's an, it's an unbelievably life-changing situation that has occurred, and they need help. And voters, anyone out there needs to understand You've got to write to this board and to the supervisors and get this change. Were there any any victims who were not employees of the county, uh, anyone who was passing by that day or anyone who was making a delivery or something that had not, didn't live work for the county? Or do we have any victims? Uh, there were a few employees of the Inland Regional Center that, uh, that that were insured by a private insurance company. And their response and activities, what's it been like for them? Um, well, I, can't, I don't know. That's actually don't. my client. Uh, that, that my client is in, is the insurer, and I can I could say that from what they've told me, they just uh, it's the same client that is involved with. Let the me let me ask another. Plot, and they've done they've done a good job. Let me ask another question that may fit into you know our national picture now. Would it have made any difference, or would it make any difference if we were all universally covered with health care? Uh, just no, no. Okay, so if no, because we have an, we have a situation where if we had universal health care, would we need uh, workman's comp? That's the question. Yes, we would. Yes, because workers' comp protects both injured workers and employers. 
That's because, once again, if we don't have a system that says, hey, if you get hurt or get sick, you're going to be covered anyway, that would mean, yeah, we need a special system to deal with that because there isn't one. But if we had one that dealt with everybody's injury, everybody's illness, I'm not saying how we'd pay for it. Just looking at I am not the first one to use the word universal health care, wondering if my concept of universal health care, everybody getting it, having access to it, would we still need Workman's comp, and of in, course, my, in my view, yes, you would need workers' comp, but you you would need workers' comp for medical care. You would still need workers workman's comp for um, indemnity benefits, temporary disability, and permanent partial or permanent total disability. Very, very interesting. Do you agree? That, I agree, hundred percent. Okay, great. I disagree with both of you. I want to invite you to come back, and we're going to argue this thing out on a business level uh, because it's 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 definitely human but the thing that keeps it from being human is the business business part instead of the human business part i appreciate you guys doing what you do for the world and i really appreciate that you took time to join us on empire talks back radio this morning and i'm sure that my audience appreciates it as well whatever we may be able to do to help you guys along the line we want to do that and once again thank you bob fredericks thank you for producing this aspect of our show miss tammy martin rounds as usual thank you Yes, but can we go out with, can we at least tell them not to forget about Kids Count 2? Um, Saturday, May the 13th, with uh, our young little senior, Kiaja Hopper. Uh, we really need to support our youth so that we can start getting them involved politically and understanding these processes so that they can be on top of the game and be on top of all of these organizations and these review boards. I think you're absolutely right. Okay, well, we, we want to thank you again. And as we go out, we want to go out with a tribute to Mr. Chuck Berry and the wonderful music that he uh, set up for people. Even though I wasn't his number one fan, I'm going to push it right now. Push it. Push it. Folks, thank you for joining us this week. We look forward to seeing you next week under two circumstances. One, if the good Lord is willing to, if the creek don't rise. Chuck Berry time. Folks, remember, Chuck Berry was the original rock and roller. But what if the creek rises? Man, they may not see us. <laughs> <laughs> KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM.
K292FQ Riverside, 